Wolfpack Marketing is proudly brought to you by The Internship, awakening the marketing channel you never knew you had. Everybody, welcome again to the next episode of uh, Wolfpack Marketing. Um, today we have with us Marius Griev from Turn Left Media. Um, he's joining us and obviously we have um, also it, at his place, at his uh, remote isolated place, is Nicholas uh, Krill with us as per normal. Um, and today we thought we'd just get Marius in to, to give us a little bit of, of, of insights. He, if, if anybody is a LinkedIn expert, it's him. And so we're going to just speak to him about um, how LinkedIn um, operates and what its usefulness could be in terms of the employee advocacy environment. So um, the first thing that I'd like to do, obviously, is just welcome Marius. Thanks very much for uh, joining, um, agreeing to, to join us today. Um, and I wanted to start off um, as you greet us, just to, you, you, you gave me a little anecdotal story quickly about how this Turn Left Media um, name came about, which I really sort of tickled me a little bit. So give us, some, give us a little bit of an intro in that regard. How's it, guys? Thank you uh, so much for having me today. And it is um, it's pretty exciting. I've been following the podcast on LinkedIn, obviously. Um, so it's, uh, it's fun being on this side of the microphone today. Um, so I'm from a, a company called Turn Left Media. We are LinkedIn's only partners, exclusive partners in sub-Saharan Africa. Um, and I've been working with LinkedIn since 2010. So probably longer than most of the people at LinkedIn that I, that I work with, I've been there. Um, uh, and four years ago, John Balls, my business partner, and I were on, um, we were sitting in uh, Johannesburg, Oatambo International. We were on our way to go to a LinkedIn conference. And because we're poor South Africans, we were flying via some or other Middle Eastern nether region to try and get to, to London. And for the first time, we both sat there and we started talking about our roles and the work that we were doing. And we said, you know, it, it's time for something new. At that point, we were working for a business. Uh, we were looking after probably about 150 different brands. And we said, geez, wouldn't it be great just to focus on one thing? And wouldn't it be amazing if that one thing could be LinkedIn? So we, we, we started walking towards the plane. And the hostess, as we got onto the plane, said, well, you know what, you know, cattle class turn right. And we said, geez, wouldn't that be amazing to turn left to go to business class okay. um, and first class? And that's where the name comes from. Brilliant. Okay, that's great. I really like that story. It's such a, it's a, such a cool, quirky way to get your name and it, uh, it really works as well. So, um, Morris, tell us, uh, w w in terms of, um, and let's just talk about business perhaps broadly as opposed to any kind of advocacy programs. What is the, you know, w what is the power of LinkedIn? Why, why is it such a, um, a powerful medium to use? Why is it something which you guys obviously believe in? Well, I mean, our business is all about, turn left, is all about creating economic opportunity for Africans because we think that there is so much opportunity and so much ingenuity on the continent. 
that we don't need to look to the west or to the east to uh, to help us sort out problems. We've got all of those skills here. And the way that we solve those problems is by connecting these beautiful minds to each other. Right. So we partner with, with platforms like LinkedIn that help people do that. And that is fundamentally what LinkedIn is about. You know, a couple of years ago, it was all about having your Rolodex online. But today, it's it's absolutely about this community of professionals that are connecting together for for learning and for opportunity. So, um, and that's happening at scale. I mean, when I started, we were, I think LinkedIn was about 150 million people and we were 5 million people in, in Africa and like 850 in South Africa. Today, LinkedIn is 690 million members globally. We're um, I looked at the, the unofficial stats this morning. We were 36 million people on the continent and 7.8 million people in Africa, in, in South Africa. So just putting that amount of brilliant African brains together and helping them connect ideas and opportunities is phenomenal. So, and I, and I suppose, and, and, what you're saying though leads into into I suppose, and I am leading you I suppose, but into the into the next sort of assumption that that therefore makes it a really useful platform for for business to business specifically and brand or, or business to niche brand advocacy, which is obviously what you know we on our side of the table. Yeah, I mean, so I think if if we take a step back, the way that we always approach LinkedIn is we try and help individuals understand what the benefit is for them in, in being on LinkedIn and then being active first. So if you are ever narcissistic and you go Google yourself, your LinkedIn profile will probably always be the first search result that appears. So if I just want to, on an individual level, want to manage my professional identity, mm-hmm. I want to do it in a place that's geared towards that. And just because of the wealth of information that I put on LinkedIn, it's a great way. So if a prospective client or a prospective employee um, or employer or stakeholder is looking for me, I want to make sure that I manage that interaction as professionally as possible. And that's where LinkedIn helps. And then it also gives me the opportunity to learn some really, really clever stuff from, from clever people. And from a brand, okay. sorry. And then from, from, from a brand perspective, you know, you want to, people are, are, are trusting advertising less and less. You know, people don't believe the stuff that they see on some of the bubbles and they don't believe the stuff that they see on television or radio, but they generally still believe in people. Now, LinkedIn is, is different in the way that people approach it. So I've got, I've got a Facebook account, I've got an Instagram account, um, and I've got a LinkedIn profile. And the way that I behave on each of those platforms is very, very different. So, People go onto LinkedIn to be more productive and successful. I go on there as a business owner. So the way that I behave is very different. So from a trust perspective, from a context perspective, it really is the best place as a brand and as an individual, as a thought leader, to actually go and speak to people. Yeah, I think that's very congruent with, with the way that we talk about things as well because because a, part, a very, very important part of our program obviously is getting – uh, personal buy-in from the individuals that that we go on in the program, and one of the aspects that we, I suppose, sell to them is this notion of us helping you. And us, when I say us, 
um, through their behavior on LinkedIn is helping grow their own personal profiles as well. In other words, so, so what we talk about is we say, so in your employee advocacy program, what you're going to do is you're going to borrow some equity from your brand, from the, the company brand, the organization brand, and help you grow your own personal brand with some of that equity. And in return, as you grow your equity, you're going to, your personal brand equity, you're going to lend some of that back to the brand. And in a sense, that's kind of, you know, part of, part of the program that we put together with the guys. So yeah, that, that, that's very, um, that's cool. I like, I like, you know, it's, it's, uh, what's, it's, uh, what's not the word, not, there's, there's, yeah, there's, there's some reciprocity there that, that definitely works for the brand and for the, the individual. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's interesting. We talk about this a lot. We talk about social leadership and getting your, your personal brand online um, and there's the people that you have to grab by the ear and you drag them along the journey. And then there's the people who just get it. And when you see the work that they do and you see how, how much it benefits the individual and the business, yes. it, it just, it's just a no brainer. So from the, from the, an individual perspective, you use the brand to help you boost your own personal identity. It gives you that lift and the trust and the credibility that you don't necessarily have. And for the brand, it just helps you humanize your, um, your business and it helps you humanize your, your brand. Because um, I, always, I always joke, um, you know, if you think about automotive brands and you think about financial brands, a credit card is a credit card and a check card is a check card and every car is basically four wheels and an engine. Yes. So why do people pay more for a Ferrari than for a, for a Uno? Good. And it, it, a lot of that has to do with, with the people. So if you can show that, in, you know, in a financial institution, if you can show that you are, have the best people on board, who are the most clever financial minds and they give you that trust and surety that your money is safe, you know, it's it's worth a hundred a hundred different ads. Yeah, and in fact, and 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 when you speak about that, something else comes to mind is 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 it's a it's an almost an additional facet to what you're talking about is that on social media we talk about this notion that that brands actually can't belong to tribes. I mean, you know, in our WhatsApp group, we're never going to have Nissan as a member of our WhatsApp group, right? It can't be there. But somebody who works at Nissan could be a member of that of that tribe and introduce this and into that conversation. So I think that's also an important aspect of, of what you're talking about there. So it's not just the fact that when they, when, that the person, uh, that the brand can't be there, but that the person who is there actually is the person that's going to bring the brand to life in any case in that, in that environment. So, so yeah, I mean, people, people find brands through other people and people trust people. Yeah. Like it, that's just the intrinsic way. Yes. No, that, well, that's good. I mean, look, <laughs> I, yeah, it's, unfortunately, I can't argue with you. So it's, like, <laughs> it's all good. No, so that's that's fantastic. And and tell me, I, I mean, and I think also the other thing that I, I'm sure that you guys experience as well is this, this the the sheer joy of seeing somebody who who's perhaps slightly uninitiated in the ways of LinkedIn and the power of LinkedIn, and just seeing them you know, kind of getting switched on, um, taking some of the learnings on board, and then just flourishing and running with it. I mean, we've seen that in, in a few of our instances where people have just, um, you know, it's like a new personality suddenly that somebody just comes out and really just, uh, to your point, switches on and just is able to really take the thing by the horns and run with it. 
what's what's more what's more beneficial for me is when I see that person getting getting personal benefit out of that and the brand benefiting. So we did um, some really amazing work with um, with one of the financial financial institutions in just externalizing some of the, the thought leadership. And once we had done it, this person had become a um, you know they they became an externalized thought leader on the topic right. and their business actually got business from it. So they posted a piece of content on LinkedIn and somebody reached out to them and said, listen, we want to do this as well. Can we start negotiating a deal? Fantastic. So when, when there's a, when there's a, an actual reward for your work, that's when you see somebody really shining and lighting up and taking more part. And 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 uh, that to to a big extent is is what we preach. So we're talking about obviously in in your instance individuals and 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 I suppose the extension really uh, one of the I suppose differences between what we might do and what you would focus on is that we 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 look at giving upskilling those people, but then we look at getting them to operate as a team. So we look at in, uh, um, sort of creating a critical mass through the through a team of individuals in a business driving a particular narrative. Um, and we've also seen some fantastic returns in, in relation to um, increased web traffic, increased lead generation. And in fact, yeah, in our own offices, we run, we run this program as, a, as, a, as an internal program for some of our sister companies. Um, and one of our sister company now has, gets more internal or incoming leads, inbound leads, than they do actually get um, outbound leads, which is also fantastic sort of yeah, you know, I mean, employee employee advocacy. You know, just from a numbers perspective, makes sense. Mm. So you can have, um, you know, you can have a business uh, that's got a hundred followers or a hundred thousand followers. You know, um, you might have a staff complement of fifty or a hundred or a thousand. Generally, your employees that are connected to your your businesses have got larger networks than the businesses themselves. So on average, we see that a person has between 150 and 200 connections. And most of the people generally fall into employee advocacies programs have got more, more connections. Yep. So once you switch those individuals on, your reach exponentially grows to people that might not necessarily be connected to your business already. Yep. And just the, the difference in, in engagement, in actual performance of your content and your messaging is significantly higher. So we do... Oh, that is exactly right. So that's the two elements. It's the reach and the, and the resonance, if you want to call it that. Yeah, exactly. We, re, we um, do some CSI work for a, a company called The Same Foundation. Um, so we would tend to share content... Um, you know, we create content for our company page and we share that out to our followers. But then we also give the images and the copy to our staff members and we allow them to create their own social posts. Cool. Um, and time and again, we see that the organic content significantly outperforms the, the content that's being shared on the page. Yep, 100%. We have the same things. Nick, I don't know if you want to... Um Chime in there for something. <clears throat> yeah, so I mean, this is all this is all great stuff that we uh, you know we eat, sleep, and breathe the stuff all the time. And you know everything that you're saying, Marius, we we uh, we agree with, and we we also preach and we evangelize the same thing. Um, I've just been thinking, you know, maybe for people listening to the podcast, 
What, what are the things or what are the, because you're so involved in LinkedIn, what are the mistakes, some of the common mistakes you see people and brands making on the platform that they should possibly try to avoid? Um, I think that there are two things probably. The first one is when people try and overcomplicate it. You know, it doesn't, it doesn't require an entire department. It doesn't require, you know, a, a three-year business plan. It just requires people to start. Um, so people are fo- so fixated on what our social media policy says and what I'm going to be fired for and what I'm not going to be fired for. And like, oh my goodness, I have to think about content that I have to share every day and how do I do that in between my busy lives? You're going to see once you start, then it is significantly easier to do that than you think it is. So don't let, don't let the process scare you away from the, from the reward. And the second thing is I see brands not helping their employees enough. So it's really easy to put together a one pager that shows people how to, how to post and how to share and how to comment. And once you share, you know, just remember, okay, great. The company's just posted about, about this thing that's just happened. When you share, just remember to add one line of your own thought that makes the content unique to you. Right. So, Make it, don't make it too complicated and make it like from a, from a, a personal perspective and from a brand perspective, really make it as easy as possible. hundred percent. I like what you said there about, about adding that one liner um, just from what I see as well. And, and this is so commonplace across you know, the, the LinkedIn feed when you're scrolling at any point in time, you know, when people don't contextualize the content that they're sharing if they haven't created the content, you know, um, we see even, you know, from low level employees to CEOs where they're going to their company LinkedIn page and just simply hitting share and posting that out without actually giving their own voice visibility on, on the platform. I think that that probably ties in nicely with what you just said. And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, like I'd rather have, have my employees sharing my content than not, yes. but the value just increases exponentially um, if somebody adds their own two cents worth. It just gives them that, that credibility and trust. The brand's already done the heavy lifting in producing the content and getting it together. You know, it's really just easy to, um, to add one sentence or two sentences that contextualizes it in your perspective. The, the example I always use is um, if I walked into a, a, a room with you sitting there and I dropped a book in front of you um, mm-hmm. and just said, like, read this, versus me dropping the book in front of you and saying, if there's one book you want to read this year or this month, it's this one. Um, chapter three in particular is really, really interesting. There's a, it's a, it has a different, absolutely different effect. Absolutely. That's, that's kind of what I, example I use. So I completely agree with that as well. So sure, uh, it's all about, it's all about serving your, you know, your followers, right? It's all about giving something which is uh, relevant and I think um, resonates with those people. 
Yeah, you want to give them a reason, I think, to 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 unpack what it is you're putting in front of them. So, in other words, you don't, you know, they could also go and find articles and things on 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 the internet. But in terms of in terms of a particular bit of content that you are, have sourced for them, um, you need to show value why it's valuable for them, so that you're not going to put something in front of them that's not going to be of value to them in the st- in, for starters. So they need, they can learn to trust your opinion and your judgment. Um, that you actually are somebody who's providing some content which is of worth to them um, so that they will then continue to consume that content. Um, and I think contextualizing it is really, really important. And we spoke, we spoke, in, we spoke about earlier about resonance, you know. So um, why is it that something is valuable to me is something if you communicate it to me, it helps me understand why I need to engage with that particular bit of content. So that, that's kind of my view on it. Um, <clears throat> Um, so, and, and Marius, obviously, I mean, I think um, we've, you know, um, we you spoke about, you know, it's quite easy to to um, give somebody some instructions or some sort of guidelines as to how to post and stuff. But obviously, one of the things that you guys I, I work on a lot is is training individuals. What are the in, in terms of how to use things properly? What are the um, the sort of the, the key points that you focus on when you're actually getting somebody, um, let's say, let's talk somebody who's really green on the whole thing uh, um, to get going on LinkedIn. Yeah, I mean, fundamentally, the first thing that we always talk about is just setting up your profile correctly. Yeah. Um, you know, that is that is the, the foundation for everything that you do. Um, and whether that's for whether that's for a brand or for an individual, you want to make sure that either your personal profile or your brand's page is set up correctly, and preferably you do both. Yeah. So you want to make sure that um, your your brand page from a company perspective is set up correctly, and then you also want to make sure that your employees are the best representation of your business that they can possibly be. Okay. So a couple of things that I generally see that are that are problematic is, you know, people either don't include a profile image or they, they include an incorrect one. You know, they include themselves on the beach or catching fish or anything like that. So you want to make sure that you um, – sorry, Anna, I've got I've got some extra people on my, my no, home office. No, no, no. So, it's fine. Um, we so you want to – you want to you want to make sure that your profile image is the best the the best it can possibly be. It doesn't need to be taken in the studio, but it should be on a clear background, sort of from the shoulders up. Um, you know, because if you have a profile picture, then you're twenty one percent more likely to actually be seen, um, and for somebody to click on your profile. You want to make sure that you've got. And a good background image. So if you look at your profile, you've got this little circle where your head is, and then above you, most people have got that big blue bar. So that's basically a big free billboard ad. Um, But you want to make sure that that is either something that resonates with your industry, that resonates with you as an individual, or that resonates with your business. So from a business perspective, you want to try and you actually want to give your, your employees, we've done this for our, our staff, you actually want to go and design a couple of those banners and give them to your staff and say, hey guys, don't you want to choose one of these that best fits within your, your color scheme or your frame of reference and use those. So getting your, your personal profile set up is fundamentally important. 
getting your brand presence if you're a business set up correctly is really, really important. And then associating the two with each other. Okay. Perfect. That makes a lot of sense to me. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, I mean, I think, and again, we, I mean, clearly you guys definitely are the experts. And so it's, it's nice for us to, um, to hear views like that because that's pretty much the same kind of stuff that we preach as well. So we also push the very much the same objectives and saying getting your profile up and sorted. And then, and then to your point as well, just getting started, you know, just actually, you don't have to overcomplicate it. Just, uh, just get yourself out there. Uh, you would have experienced as well. I'm sure that people are very nervous or scared about putting themselves out there and creating content. As we know, very few people are actually content creators. And, and, um, but once they do it, it's just the, you know, just, it's, a, it's really rewarding just seeing people, um, you know, getting them feeling rewarded for their efforts as well, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, getting your profile set up, um, step number one. Step number two, if if you are that way inclined, you know, start thinking about content. So think about who are the people that you wanna you wanna speak to. So my clients are generally marketing managers or people inside agencies. So I'm gonna go and I'm gonna find those people on LinkedIn. I'm gonna see What's the content that they share more frequently? What are the topics they're engaging in? What are the questions that they keep asking? And I'm going to use that to, and I'm going to put all of that together with the things that I'm passionate about. And if there's a good match, if the things that I want to talk about, that I have an expertise in, match into the things that my industry or my, my clients um, or my target market, the things that they're talking about, then then life's good. Then I start thinking about where the gaps are in those conversations. What are the questions that keep coming up more frequently? What are the opportunities? What are the things that I know that people aren't talking about? Yes. And then I sit down and I and I put together what I call a thought leadership matrix. I sit and I put down, you know, these are the things that I'm going to talk about regularly. I'm going to go and I'm going to look on the internet. Are there sources where other people are talking about this topic more frequently? And how can I bring in those sources to help me create more content more regularly? Yeah, that's fantastic. That's great advice. So thanks very much. Um, yeah, so that, it's been great chatting. Nick, uh, I don't know if you've got any more um, questions for Marius there. No, no questions. I think, uh, you know, Marius, thanks for your, for your input. I think it supports... Um, what we're trying to achieve as a business as well. I think people that listen to the podcast can get some handy tips. Something that I really liked uh, that you said that I don't think is mentioned enough is that whole thing is where, you know, if someone Googles your name, the first thing that comes up is your LinkedIn profile. Yep. You know, we all do preach that, you know, to make a best first online impression, you know, sort out your profile. But I think framing it like that, that people will Google your name and find your LinkedIn profile might actually, you know, give that uh, give that idea a bit more weight. So, uh, so thanks. I think I'll steal that if you don't mind. Mm-hmm. Listen, I mean, we've I've I've been saying the same thing for for ten years, right? So it's amazing how few people Google themselves. Um, and for me, or, it's, or it's few really important. A few people admit to googling themselves. Yes, admit <laughs> admit to Googling themselves. Yeah. But if you think about it, right, so if you are looking for a job or you're looking for a new client or, you know, somebody is looking to find you, 
Like I don't want them to find my Facebook first. I don't want them to find my Instagram first. I want them to find me as a professional that's educated, that's a business leader, like all the good stuff. So it's just, it's, it's about putting your best foot forward. It's why you have a website that's so well designed and pretty, like you want people to have a good first impression. No, that's, that's, Great, great, great advice as well. I think uh, certainly concur with that. The, the other thing we also, just as a, a quick addition, is that we also talk to people is that you can't necessarily separate your 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 Facebook life from your LinkedIn life. So make sure that they're not incongruent. You can have a slightly different um, you can have a slightly different personality on Facebook or persona on Facebook, but it can't be incongruent. It can't be uh, completely upside down because otherwise it's just going to get uh, become a mess. But uh, Mauricio, thanks very, very much for your time. I really appreciate it. Um, um, we'll get the, this episode out to everyone. And um, uh, I think it's going to be really uh, of good value to our listeners. So thanks very, very much. Appreciate it. Absolute pleasure, guys. I hope, I hope it was useful. And um, yeah, thanks for including me on the show as well. Excellent. All right. Yeah. Okay, everyone. Okay. Thank you very Thank much. Thank you, guys. And remember to follow us on, uh, check us out on LinkedIn and you can also follow the hashtag Wolfpack Marketing and where you'll find uh, episodes like this uh, easily and um, other bits and, and tidbits on employee advocacy. Take care, everybody.